0: All right, did I forget anything else? <laughs> All right, let's, let's, uh, let's turn into the Gospel of Matthew, Matthew 24, verses 45 through 51. Who then is the faithful and wise servant whom the Master has put in charge of the servants in his household to give them their food at the proper time? It will be good for that servant whom, whose Master finds him doing so when he returns. I tell you the truth, he will put him in charge of all his possessions. But suppose that servant is wicked and says to himself, My master is staying away a long time. And he then begins to beat his fellow servants and to eat and drink with drunkards. The master of that servant will come on a day when he does not expect him, and at an hour he is not aware of. He will cut him to pieces and assign him a place with the hypocrites, where they will be weeping weeping and gnashing of teeth. Thus ends our reading of God's inerrant word. May all who hear it be found to be both faithful and wise. You know that feeling that you get when you are given short notice? Maybe your boss surprises you with a last minute inspection and And you're wondering if if the work that you have done will be sufficient. Perhaps you show up to class one morning and discover that your teacher is handing out a pop quiz. And you're just not sure if, if you know the subject well enough to get a passing grade. What if a relative just happens to show up on your doorstep without calling ahead? And they're hoping to come inside and pay you a visit. And now you're wondering to yourself, Is my house presentable? Will I be embarrassed if I let them inside? Life is full of surprises, and and sometimes things happen sooner than we expect. Often we get caught off guard, unprepared. We are just not ready. And these examples that I just mentioned, now, now they're pretty harmless in the grand scheme of things. But what if the surprises have a more serious outcome? I think we would all agree that the world as a whole was not prepared for COVID-19. Or think of the Afghani people today. Were they prepared for the U.S. withdrawal? Right now we're, we're witnessing a nation that is in turmoil because the rug had been pulled out from under them. You see, there there are times when being unprepared can have dire consequences. And this is exactly what we see in our parable today. A, A servant who is caught off guard because of the early return of his master. For more than a month now, we have been working our way through the Olivet Discourse a sermon given by our lord to answer the, the 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 questions that his disciples had concerning the destruction of the temple they wanted to know when it would happen and what would be the sign of this coming judgment and we saw that the sign that they were that these men were to look for would be that surging military force that would eventually surround jerusalem spelling its doom and if you, if you recall, Jesus had commanded his disciples that when they saw this sign, they were to flee to the mountains. Jesus would provide for them a refuge, a place of safety, where they would not have to endure God's judgment. And then, and then last week we talked about the timing of this event, the win of the temple's destruction. And Jesus told his disciples that they would not know the day nor the hour of his coming, that they would be ignorant. And yet in their ignorance, they were to keep watch. Jesus then shared with them a short parable, the the, the first of five, telling us what he means when he says, keep watch. And if you recall, it was in this first parable that we were introduced to an owner of a house and a thief. The owner was ignorant when it came to the timing of the thief's arrival. If he had known, he would have kept watch. He would have been prepared. Likewise, Jesus' disciples must be ready because the Son of Man will come at an hour that they would not expect him. That's why they need to keep their eyes peeled that sign, for the approaching armies that would surround Jerusalem. But keeping watch means more than just staring off into the clouds and looking for signs. For it requires a complete trust in Jesus' words. It is believing that what he says will come true. But if you're going to trust in Jesus' words, then then you're also going to have to be faithful to his teachings. You'll have to remain true to his kingdom mission. Bottom line is this, keeping watch means keeping the faith. And now we, as we look to this second of five parables, Jesus will teach us another lesson on what it means to keep watch. And what we'll discover today is that keeping watch also means having a sense of urgency. Look again at verse 45. Who then is a faithful and wise servant whom the master has put in charge of the servants of his household to give them their food at the proper time? Who then is a faithful and wise servant? Is it Peter? Is it John? What about Andrew? How about Judas? What about Martin Luther? Is the pope a faithful servant? Billy Graham? What about Benny Hinn? Is it me, your pastor? Is it you? The one listening to the sermon? This is the question that is before us. Who then is the faithful and wise servant? But before we can answer that question, we must first ask, well, what does it mean to be faithful? What does it mean to be wise? When you think of the word faithful, what comes to mind? Perhaps if you are a teacher, it's that, that straight-A student you know the one who 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 always has their homework done and never fails to study for their test? If you're, if you're a boss, maybe it's that employee who who not only works hard, but is never late and rarely sick. You see, being faithful means being trustworthy. It, it, it means accomplishing the task that is before you in a timely manner. It means staying true to one's commitments. But what about wisdom? What does it mean to be wise? Wisdom has less to do with one's intellect and more to do with how one uses that intellect in their day-to-day choices. I think we all know plenty of people who have a high intelligence and yet, for some reason or another, lack wisdom. But why do they lack wisdom? Why don't they make the right choices if they are so smart? Look at Proverbs 9, verse 10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. You see, the the reason that intelligent people can lack wisdom is because they do not fear God. Wisdom begins with a proper understanding of who God is and who you are. It is knowing God's greatness and your own weakness. It's it's grasping on to how holy he is and how sinful you are. You see, only when a person has such an understanding will they develop a reverent respect for God. This is what we see in our parable for today. For it is is the wise servant who will then honor and love his master while he is being faithful to the command that's given to him. Yes, wisdom and faithfulness, they go hand in hand. For the wise person will be faithful. And that's the point, isn't it? I mean, we all have been given responsibilities. Responsibilities regarding ourselves and responsibilities regarding our neighbors. And even though those those responsibilities look different from one person to the next, they are God-given nonetheless. So if you are a parent, then you are called to, to raise and nurture your children that God has so blessed you with. And if you are a child, you are called to honor your parents and glean from their wisdom. If you're a police officer, what is your calling—to serve and to protect your neighbor? If you're in construction, what are you supposed to do? You're, you're called to excellent craftsmanship, as if the home that you are that you are building would be your very own. And if you are a Christian then you are called to be kingdom-minded. This means striving for for holiness in your personal walk. It means being a part of God's kingdom community as you fellowship with your brothers and sisters in Christ. It means speaking the gospel message to your neighbor, to those around you who have yet to believe in Jesus. It means discipling those who, who come to the faith. And it means doing all these things to God's glory. That's what the faithful and wise servant will seek to do. And that is what Christ had called his disciples to do as they were awaiting the coming destruction upon Jerusalem. They were to be faithful. They were to be wise. But look at what Jesus says next. Look at at verses 46 and 47. It will be good for that servant whose whose master finds him doing so when he returns. I tell you the truth, he will put him in charge of all his possessions. The master returns, and what does he find? A, a, A servant who did not hesitate to do all that he was asked, a servant who had been faithful to the commands of his master. A servant who in his wisdom sought his master's favor. What joy this must have brought this master. It's like that teacher who gave that pop quiz. And all of his students were prepared and got high marks. You see, this master, he he returns and he finds a servant who both loves and respects him. And so in his joy, he rewards that servant with greater responsibility, with greater authority. Dear friends, this is how it works in the kingdom of God. Those whom God can trust with a little will be trusted with more. And in the end, they will receive an inheritance like none other. They will be rewarded. Who then is the faithful and wise servant? Is it you? Look at the next two verses. Look at verses 48 and 49. But suppose that servant is wicked and says to himself, My master is staying away a long time. And he then begins to beat his fellow servants and to eat and drink with drunkards. Here we see another possibility, another attitude that this same servant could have. Suppose he is wicked. Now, setting all Broadway musicals aside, when you think of the word wicked, what do you think of? Perhaps people like Adolf Hitler or Joseph Stalin. Maybe you think of Ted Bundy or Charles Manson. Or how about Osama bin Laden and the terrorists of 9-11? Yes, the people I just mentioned were wicked. But what we see in this passage is a, a wickedness of a different sort. How is this servant described? He beats his fellow servants and eats and drinks with drunkards. This is a demonstration of a man who is unfaithful. You see, instead of taking responsibility, he, he slacks in his works. Th- this is why he, he rules his fellow servants with, with a heavy hand. For it's always easier to get people to accomplish their tasks when you threaten them with violence. That's why he applies the whip to make sure that they get their, their job done. And he does this in order that he himself might have the time for eating and drinking with drunkards. Instead of doing the hard work of leading with kindness, he takes the easy approach. Now, I hope you notice that this is the exact opposite of a servant who is faithful, of one who who gives to the other servants their food at the proper time. The one is both kind and diligent, while the other is cruel and lazy. But the question we must be asking, and the question that is of vital importance, is this. Why does he choose to be lazy? Why does he choose to be wicked? What did he say to himself? My master is staying away a long time. He believes that his Lord's coming is a long way off, and so he can just do what he wants without any repercussions. He has no sense of urgency. And that's why he's lazy. It is in this way of thinking that, that, that we see this man's lack of wisdom as well. For he presumes to know his master's schedule. Believing that he has time. And yet it is this same attitude. This thinking that time is on his side. That that that. Brings to life his true nature. For he does not love, nor does he respect his master. Not really. For if he had, he would have not been lazy. He would have not been wicked. Rather, he would have honored his master by trying to emulate his master. He would have worked hard from day one. And and he would have shown kindness to the other servants, just as he had been shown kindness by his master. But he has no love for for his master. And so he chooses the easy path. He chooses the way of the wicked. I had this friend in college who, who told me that she just wanted to enjoy life and not think about God. And when I tried to share the gospel with her, she she just would not hear it. She said that there would be time for that later. That perhaps once she was married and had kids, then, then she would start thinking about God. But for now, she wanted to use the days of her youth to party and to have fun. My friend is now 45 years old. She has teenage children of her own. And yet she is no closer to the truth concerning Jesus than when she was 18. If Christ was to return today, she would not be seen as faithful. She would not be seen as wise, but as wicked. And why? Because she says to herself, my master is staying away a long time. How many today have this same attitude? Choosing the the, the path of least resistance? How many are lazy when it comes to the things of God? How many think to themselves, I have time. How tragic will it be When their time runs out. Listen to the words of the Apostle Paul. Look at 2 Corinthians 6 verses 1 and 2. As God's fellow workers, we urge you not to receive God's grace in vain. For he says, in the time of my favor, I heard you. In the day of salvation, I helped you. I tell you, now is the time of God's favor. Now is the day of salvation. Brothers, sisters, do not be like the wicked servant. Do not say to yourself, My master is staying away a long time. I promise you, it will not go well for you. Now is the time of God's favor. Now is the day of salvation. Turn from your sins and trust in Jesus while there is still time. Look at our last two verses. The master of that servant will come on a day when he does not expect him. And at an hour he is not aware of. He will cut him to pieces and assign him a place with the hypocrites where they'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Surprised by his master's quick return, this wicked servant was not prepared. He was caught eating and drinking with drunkards. He was found to be negligent in his duties. All the other servants had been mistreated and overworked. And all because... This servant had no sense of urgency. He was unfaithful. He was unwise. And now we see the master's reaction. This wretched man will be dragged off to his wretched end. He is cut to pieces and assigned a place with the hypocrites. Dear friends, this this is how it will be for those who do not fear God. His judgment will come as a shock to them. Listen, the, the unbelievers of this world are not expecting any type of punishment. They don't believe that there will be any ramifications for their sins. And this is why they are lazy when it comes to the things of God. For they believe that their master is staying away a long time. Yet they will have a rude awakening. Those who who celebrate their sin, they will find God's judgment shocking. For they did not understand his holiness. And they never saw their need for salvation. How many mouths will be stopped on that last day, on the day of God's final judgment? How many will be cut to pieces and assigned a place with the hypocrites? How many will be weeping and gnashing their teeth as they are left out in the bitter cold? How many are those who continually put off God thinking that their master is staying away a long, long time? Well, time will run out and their wicked hearts will be revealed. And it will not go well for them when their master finds them unprepared. Yet, for those who are faithful, for those who are wise, they will not be alarmed, they will not be shocked. For when their master finds them, they will have their house in order. For it is the faithful and the wise servant who looks to Jesus. It is the faithful and wise servant who looks to the only one who can truly rescue him from the wrath that is to come. For what they find in Jesus Christ is wisdom incarnate what they find in Jesus Christ is is one who was faithful to his Father's will. And what did his Father do for him? He rewarded him by giving him authority over all of his possessions. And now you, who are both faithful and wise, you, who have sensed the urgency of the gospel message, you who have placed your faith in Jesus Christ, you will share in that authority as a prince, as a princess in God's kingdom. And when your master finds you, he will be well pleased. Who then is a faithful and wise servant? Let us pray. Father, we come to you now just as lowly servants. We're not even worthy of the tasks that you have given to us. And yet in your kindness, you have chosen us and have given to us responsibility. We ask now that you would help us to be faithful to those responsibilities. Help us to be wise. Help us to have that sense of urgency as we await that final coming of your Son. We can only do this by the power of your Holy Spirit. And so we ask that you would fill us. Fill us with your Spirit. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.